2: Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is internet marketing. Now, before we start today, we have a request. Uh, we'd like your input on how we could improve the podcast, and as such, we're running a survey over on the Site Visibility website. It'll take about five minutes of your time, and it would really help us to continue to make your podcasting experience with us the as greatest as possible. Um, if you'd like to help us out, go to com slash survey. We'd really appreciate your feedback. So that's sitevisibility.com slash survey. And today, Kelvin Newman talks to SEO trainer Danny Richmond. Enjoy.
3: Joining me today, um, we've got Danny Richmond. Um, Danny is a really experienced um, SEO trainer. Um, I'll, I'm not... You know, spoil your intro too much, Danny, but he's been training for a long time and trained a lot of people. And we're going to be talking to him today about a variety of different topics of what he's learned from doing that SEO training over that time. But, Danny, it'd be great if I could kind of, you know, start out by getting a bit of a A background and introduce our listeners to yourself and you know what you do, what you've done, and some of your experience along the way.
1: Yeah, hi Kelvin. Um, Yes, so um, as you say, I've been um, uh, training in SEO for quite a while now. My originally my background was as a software developer um, back in the early eighties. Um, So you can tell I'm getting on a bit now. Um, But um, yeah, the the way I got into the training side was actually uh, quite by chance, really. Um, When Google first came about in the sort of mid-late 90s, um, I was using SEO myself for my own online businesses. Um, to try and drive traffic to those sites. Um, And for me, um, I I fell in love with SEO. For me, it was the perfect blend of my favourite bit of business, which is marketing and technology, which had always been my background. So to be able to marry those two things together was just perfect for me, really. Um, And uh, around about seven, eight years ago, I got involved with a charity in the UK called The Prince's Trust, Um, which was started up by Prince Charles. And it's a charity that helps uh, young disadvantaged people start up their own business. And they um, asked me if I'd come along and uh, run some workshops for the young people there and do some mentoring and uh, teach them how to use SEO for their own websites. And it was really initially through that experience that I then started thinking about actually providing training um, as a service to commercial clients. Um, And when I looked into it, I realized that there was a bit of a gap in the market because a lot of the training services that are out there are either group training where there's mm-hmm. several different businesses all sat round a table um which which is absolutely fine but obviously um it means that everyone is having to learn at the same pace uh, mm-hmm. and the same material um and the other thing i noticed is that there were a lot of um seo agencies out there that were effectively using training as a means to gain clients it yeah. was kind of a bit of a back door um, and I, what I really wanted to do was offer private SEO training for in house marketing teams. Uh, and that meant that I could make the whole thing specific and relevant to them, their website, um, show them examples on their website of how they can improve things. And of course, I'm now speaking in their language. I'm not speaking in an SEO language. I'm speaking about things that they understand. So um, I enjoyed it much more um, rather than delivering the same material day after day. Um, yeah. And it seemed to um, work very well with uh, the people that were attending these workshops. So. Yeah, I've been do- doing that now for around about seven years. Um, and I think I've probably worked with, well, if we include all the businesses I work with on the Prince's Trust, then probably around about 700 different businesses now that I've worked with since I started. There's
3: quite a lot of attendees coming along there and passing through. Are there kind of any big misconceptions or you know, patterns in, you know, you know you, that's a lot of people who are kind of interested in learning about search. What are kind of some of their... Um, you know, things that they're looking to learn from search, and I suppose what are their biggest misconceptions—what do they get wrong about search?
1: Yeah, it's a funny one. This actually, because you know, one of the one of the first things I always ask people before we do a workshop is I try to get a sense of what knowledge, previous knowledge, or experience they have of SEO. And mm-hmm. some people tell me, "Oh, yeah, no, I've been looking into this for quite a long time," and other people say, "I, I know nothing. I'm an absolute beginner." Um, and I I never find that that really uh, has much impact on what they actually know. Um, There there are a lot of common misconceptions that people have, um, and a lot of that is very often based on outdated information. Um, They're reading from either unreliable sources or they've been reading things from... Five years ago, which are no longer relevant. Um, So, for example, one of the common things uh, I find is there are still a huge number of people out there that think the main factor that determines how well a website ranks on Google is the amount of traffic that the website gets. And I've always a,
3: found that one confusing, Danny, because it's, it's like, it feels like well, surely if, if there were any relationship that there should be between paid and natural, is that if you were doing
1: paid, you should do worse on natural. Well, I mean, it makes sense. So, 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 this isn't about paid and natural. This, they, they yeah. think that the websites that get the most visitors, organic visitors, yeah. um, are, are the ones that, will, that Google will favour. That Google is ranking them just because they get a lot of traffic, regardless of how that. Traffic ah, goes. Okay, yeah, yeah. And 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 that's a really common misconception. I mean, actually, I did a study on this a couple of years ago, and uh, uh, it turns out that that's what most of the public believe. Um, if, so if you like, it's
3: a chicken and egg one, then almost, yeah, I they know. Kind of- yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so so things like that. And and then for those that know a little bit more, um, very often they still think that a lot of the kind of black hat tactics that were being used, um, you know, sort of six, seven years ago, all these spammy link building and things like that. Um, they, they, they've got the, some people still have this idea that SEO is a bit of a dark art, um, that you have to know the secret that only SEO people are in on. Um, you know, that, that that's still quite common. Uh, 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 I wish they'd
3: let me know the secret, Danny. (laughs) Me too, too. yeah.
1: Um, Yeah, and and also, as you said as well, you know, there are still many people out there that think that um, Google will give you a bit of a boost in the organic listings if you spend lots of money with them on advertising. So, you know, those are some of the most common misconceptions that there are still flying around.
3: And is there anything that you've learned in particular from the training? You know, there's a lot of people who pass through there, things that you've learned about the process of SEO, right? That's a lot of, you know, understanding and getting a sense of the SEO needs of that many different companies, I suppose, must give you some really interesting insights in terms of, actually more about what search is genuinely about
1: yeah i mean i tell you you know if you if you if you ever really want to learn a subject teach it you know um because you you learn so much through that process um and obviously you've also got to stay quite on top of what's going on um in a particular field because you're getting questions thrown at you all the time and you need to be able to answer them without just winging your way through it you know so yeah i think you know some of the things that i've picked up more generally um is first of all As much as I as much as I hate to say this, uh, there are some businesses that just aren't really suited to SEO. Um, Mm. SEO is not not the best channel for every single business that's out there. Um, Occasionally, I'm working with uh, companies that have come up with some sort of unique product where there isn't an existing demand for that. And people aren't out there searching for it. Uh, Now, I'm not saying that SEO can't be useful there because you can create some content around the problem that they might be trying to solve rather than transactional searches. Um, But it it certainly does make it a lot harder. Um, Small businesses that are starting up in a very competitive space, like, for example, the fashion industry, you know, if you're if you're trying (laughs) to sell branded products um, and you're a tiny little business, it's going to be very difficult getting presence on Google when you're competing with sites like Net-a-Porter and ASOS and those kind of things. Um, so, you know, th- there are some cases where where SEO can definitely um, be, a, be a bit of a struggle. Um, but, you know, one one thing I have learnt on the kind of more positive side is that, you know, I've found that SEO can absolutely be understood by everybody. Um, Mm -hmm. I have never in in all of these years now, I've never had anyone walk away saying, I don't get it. I don't see how it's appropriate to me or how I can gain some benefit from that. You know, I think I think you can you can I mean, obviously, there are some quite technical elements of SEO. um, But for the for the most part, um, you know, a, a business owner. Uh, Or even somebody working in a marketing team doesn't necessarily need to know all the ins and outs of some of the more technical elements. So, you know, hreflang tags and canonical tags and all these kind of things. Um, But the the, the core principles of SEO and how you can improve visibility on Google um, absolutely can be understood by everybody. And, And I have also learned as well that it can be taught in a fun and engaging and inspiring way.
0: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
1: um and the key to that largely is relevance making it relevant to the people that are learning it
3: i've always found actually that like keyword research in particular it's one of these ideas that that once you kind of understood that, that's kind of hugely powerful. Even if you never use it for any search, you know, kind of just understanding your customers is such a powerful tool to
1: to have in your arsenal. Absolutely, and one of the things I love about this is that so much of what you learn from SEO is it's really just basic marketing, you know, and seeing <laughs> things from your customers' point of view, understanding who they are, what their problems are, you know, what what, what they're, how they're trying to go about solving those problems. It's essentially really what SEO is, you know. And, yeah, I still see on so many websites um, businesses using language that only have a meaning to people that work within the organization.
3: Yeah, that's kind of that's one of those fundamental ones, isn't it? Use the words that your customers use rather than you use. Yeah. And I think, yeah. Yeah, You're right, it's right there thing there. And kind of, you know, are there any kind of common mistakes that you still see? So we started, obviously that's one there as well, but any other patterns or things that you kind of often see that mistakes that people made, maybe, I don't know, you know, challenges that people often face, maybe around content management systems or, you know, any particular common mistakes <laughs> that kind of pop up?
1: Yeah, Con- content management systems can be a bit of a headache. Um, yeah particularly because um uh, sometimes i work with um uh, more established companies where they're using some uh, custom made cms um mm. you know that they had developed a few years ago um in fact i was <laughs> i was working with quite a large company uh, just a few weeks ago where the CMS just completely prevented them from doing pretty much anything from an SEO point of view. And when Mm. I suggested that they might want to consider using a different CMS, I was told in no uncertain terms that because the CMS was developed by the CEO's brother-in-law, that wasn't going to happen. So, uh, so yeah, CMS can often be an issue. But actually, that kind of highlights something that's even more important, I think, which is um, uh, the culture within an organization mm-hmm. is hugely important hugely you know at the end of the day seo is not like paid advertising it's not something that you're going to be able to turn on and turn off instantly it it takes a, a certain leap of faith that this is going to work um because it's you know this you're going to have to put in a certain amount of time and effort and be patient before you see the results of that effort, you know. So not every business has the culture um, where that is allowed to exist. Yeah. Um, they've got targets they need to hit, and, you know, they've got to account for the time they're spending on things, um, which is great for those that have the culture that does allow for that. You know, yeah. it absolutely gives them a, a competitive advantage. So, yeah, it's it, it, it's very often, um, you know, a, a cultural element to this that um that i think really sorts out why one company will succeed and one company won't when it comes to seo um are
3: there any kind of particular results that you've seen or successes that you've seen along the way that you think can either be instructive and helpful to people when thinking about whether seo would work for them whether they are the kind of organization that ought to be experimenting
1: yeah i mean you know i could talk about some uh, very successful well-known brands but i actually would prefer to pick an example in terms of results i prefer to pick an example of a tiny tiny little business that i worked with at the prince's trust um because i i just think it's very illustrative of where seo can be used now this was a business they um they Uh, Actually, it's run by one woman and she provides uh, a service where she does sort of artistic pleating and folding of fabric and different materials. And when I started um, looking at search volumes, they were almost non-existent. I mean, there there seemed to be very few people out there that were even looking for these services. And I wasn't sure at the beginning whether SEO was even going to be something that would be helpful to her business. But we gave it a go. We started looking at the searches that were out there, even though there are very small um, numbers of people searching for these things. And she started optimizing her pages. She did some content, got some links into the site. And then there aren't many people searching for these terms, but the people that are are very lucrative clients, and she's now ended up doing a whole load of work for Nike and for um, River Island, doing a load of window displays for them, Um, and it's just ended up with her getting so much sort of bespoke contract work from the few people that are doing these searches. Um, that it just it kind of, I, th- I think the reason I like to use that as an example is because it surprised me. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah um, I, I didn't think it was going to work and, and it's actually completely uh, transformed her business. So, yeah, even, even a tiny little one-person business like that, I think, can see uh, enormous benefits. And you know, and then at the other end of the scale, I've got, uh, I mean, I, I can't mention the name, but uh, you know I've got a client that I'm working with at the moment where they're doing uh 20 million pounds worth of turnover just through their website only from unbranded organic searches mm-hmm. um so you know and and everything in between so
3: yeah yeah i think that's it searches and seo is one of those ones that that, that no one's got it 100 percent perfect right and it's kind of there's always opportunity to do new things in a better way now whether you know for some organizations whether they've got the capacity or the the infrastructure to deliver that that often becomes the challenge but yeah. i think yeah yeah like you say i think you've illustrated there a really already good sense of kind of yeah you know there's 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 opportunity in search for for pretty much everyone in some way shape or form even if it is to realize that it's not an opportunity i suppose is a yeah. an interesting insight in its own right so danny i mean you, you you've taught all of these people particularly through the princess trust that must be kind of you know hugely rewarding is there any kind of experience and things that you've learned as a process of teaching this number of people
1: it, it is very rewarding, uh, I yeah. have to say. You know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, so, sometimes um, I mean, I, I spend a lot of time at the Princess Trust. I, I work there as a volunteer, so I don't get paid to do it, and I'm there um, uh, two, three days a week. So it's you know, it's, it's, uh, often half my week is spent there. You know, and sometimes people say to me, "Oh, you know, that's a very charitable or noble thing to do," and I absolutely don't feel that way about it at all. I do it entirely. Um, because of how much pleasure it gives me. Um, it's actually it's actually quite selfish, um, you know. Working with these young people um, and just uh, the, the other thing as well is you know when I when I when I teach this to young people, they are so interested in this as a topic and they just immediately get it, you know. Um, and then to go and see a certain percentage of them that will just go and run with it. Um, what's really rewarding is the number of people that I've taught SEO to that then decide that they no longer want to do the business that they started do and they now want to go and work in the field of seo and that's that that's very encouraging and um, you know so yeah i mean i i i I love teaching which considering what a horrific time i had at school (laughs) uh, seems a very odd thing for me to be saying um but i you may maybe because of that you know i think to to be able to speak about something that you're passionate about not have to deliver the same material all the time because i'm always gearing it to the people i'm speaking to um and to do that um you know in in, a, in an engaging way that people come away and thinking you know that that was a really helpful experience is incredibly rewarding so yeah
3: fantastic well thanks danny i mean i'm really really impressed i mean i i probably do two days of training i deliver a month and I, that leaves me absolutely shattered and drained so I'm always impressed by anyone who does um, training fairly, fairly regularly. So thanks so much. Danny. I think you've given a really interesting insight in terms of, you know, the world of SEO and indeed some lessons along the way that I think would be really useful and helpful for all the people attending. Danny, just to kind of round us out, what's the best way for people to get in touch or kind of, you know, follow you on social media or any of those types of things? Where, where should people go if they want a, a little bit more uh, Danny Richmond in their life?
1: Well um they can check out my website which is at seo training org, um or if you're in the UK you could just type seo training into google and you'll see it come up number 1 on there um and I've got a blog on there so uh and um uh, you can follow me on twitter I'm always um uh, you know I, I I write stuff and do some research on different aspects of search marketing um not that often probably no more than about once every 6 to 8 weeks or so but I try and make whatever I do write, I try and make it worth reading so yeah you can check it out on there
3: Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for that, Danny. I've really enjoyed chatting to you. Um, And like I say, yeah, um, you know, I'm a big fan of your work and that's why we get you to come and train along at Brighton SEO as well. So thanks very much for that, Danny. Um, Thanks for your time. And thanks, listeners. We'll see you all soon.
2: So that's it, folks. Thanks for listening. The show notes are at sitevisibility.com slash I podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review on iTunes or your podcasting app, because that helps us to get the uh, the good information out to more and more people. Don't forget the survey. That's sitevisibility.comslash slash survey at sitevisibility is where you'll find us on Twitter. If you want to continue the conversation, there's the site visibility group on LinkedIn as well. Don't forget that. And that's it for today, and we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing.
1: Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right.